Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast, as always, is brought to you by Euro Fantasy League. For fantasy online football, regardless of which league you prefer, if you prefer multi-league games, Serie A, Premier League, La Liga, make sure that you go to EuroFantasyLeague.com or try their new Champions League game at Fantasy-Champions-League.com. Again, Fantasy-Champions-League.com. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. And there we have it. Roma 3, Lazio 1. What a match, what a performance. I'm recording this with a nice big glass of red Sangiovese wine. Oh, what a performance. I'm just so happy for the team. Pellegrini, Santon, De Rossi, uh, Sharawi, uh, Jacko, everybody. Happy for all of them. Obviously, we can delve into uh, the individual performances here in a minute. But before uh, I bring Andy on and before we get into the match, have to mention our newest patron, Francisco, who you can find at Romans underscore three. That's spelled out Romans, R-O-M-A-N-S underscore T-H-R-E-E. Francisco, thank you for becoming our newest patron. If you would like to become a patron at Patreon for the Roma Press podcast and the website, uh, just go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. You can get extra episodes of the podcast, early access to the podcast, and you will also be making a huge, huge, huge boost uh, in giving massive support to the podcast and the website and allowing us to function um this wouldn't be able to be done without all you guys so um thank you and i appreciate the support so let's just get right into it there there's no need to you know keep blabbering on and on um let's just bring andy on now andy uh three for roma lazio one a very uh, despite the scoreline just a very weird match because uh, you, you know, usually when you see a scoreline of that nature, two, three goal victory, usually the, the, the performance of one team versus another is pretty resounding. Um, but I, I didn't think it was a dominating performance. Roma, in my opinion, were certainly much better. But uh, just your general thoughts so far. Fantastic. Fantastic. I have, uh, I'm super satisfied with the performance and very happy that we won the way we won, uh, meaning we got through the worst. We reacted after going uh, equ- after that equalizer by uh, by Immobile. Great performance all around. Yeah, I I was happy with the performance. I you know, despite the scoreline, it wasn't dominating because the interesting part was there were periods where Roma would be uh, clearly the better team. Then Lazio would have their chances. Then Roma, and it kept going back and forth. Um, as you just mentioned there, the, the big difference for me was that Roma, uh, they didn't break during those periods where Lazio were clearly better. Yeah, and that was the most important part. I mean, uh, the first 20 minutes, we were completely getting crushed by Lazio. And then it was our turn to attack. We made some great counterattacks with Pastore, who I think in the first uh, half was our best player, aside from Pellegrini. Um, but yeah, uh, Roma just 
I wasn't I wasn't expecting that reaction after that equalizer by Immobile because knowing Roma, um, we usually we just sit back or or even worse we allow a second goal. Uh, that didn't happen. The team reacted great. Uh, I just I'm I'm happy with the performance. I'm very happy with it. And you and I were a little apprehensive at the formation in the lineup that Di Francesco. Uh, we thought hopefully it'd be wrong from yesterday with Florenzi on the right, but ultimately that's what he ended up going with. Um, I don't know how closely everyone watched, but Florenzi was dropping really, really deep. And then on the other side, El Shadawi was given license to essentially roam. Uh, he didn't, I mean, he was going back, but he didn't offer nearly as much as defensive um, assistance as Florenzi did. But I mean, El Shadawi should have had a goal to his name or Jekyll. I mean, they had so many chances in the early on to get a counterattack. Yeah, and you know, again, Pastore, um, shame that he, uh, you know, uh, had to leave due to injury, but we wouldn't have had that performance from Pellegrini. But if you look at some of those touches by Pastore, the way he oh, opened good. up the field for, for El Shirawi was just something out of Totti's textbook. Just beautiful, simple, one-touch football, so effective uh and that was our deadly weapon and it 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 shows that you know maybe we're gonna rely more on that sort of uh uh play making um you know simple uh one you know simple touches uh that's what di francesco stressed i think on the sidelines they were reporting that he kept insisting for uh de rossi for inzonzi to take the least number of 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 touches um just to give the game some flow. And you could see that the Roma after those first 20 minutes just opened up and it was beautiful to watch. Yeah, I I, I was very pleased with the counterattacking football. I was very pleased with Di Francesco. He got his approach totally right today. Um, yes. My only complaint was uh, there were some defensive errors at the back. Despite the goal, Fazio Kolarov looked very unsure of themselves at times. That's maybe my only complaint. Um, I mean, obviously, the error by Fazio was horrible. Just horrible, and it's the worst kind of error because it's not, you know, it's just pure self-confidence, too much confidence. He he didn't even, he wasn't even aware that Immobile was right behind him. Yeah. Terrible mistake. I mean, if, if that was the mistake uh, that, you know, would have led to the goal, then perhaps, you know, a second goal came in. I mean, imagine the 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 demoralizing effect that such a goal, would, such a mistake would have had. Yeah, and I, I'm having this conversation with some guy in my mentions right now on Twitter, and I hate bringing up <sighs> Twitter back and forth. But listen, it's possible for Fazio to score a goal and also have a poor performance. He's been performing very poorly all season. So just because he scores a goal doesn't erase the poor performances he had. And the same goes for Kolodov. Um, same goes for Kolodov. Yes. I thought, I thought Kolodov wasn't nearly as bad as the past matches, but I don't know what it is. Just defensively, they look so unsure of themselves. And I, I, I don't know why. Um, I, th- yeah, I mean, I Kolodov was getting bullied today by Marusic. Yes. Um, Yes. Terrible. Physically, yeah. you could see that the age is catching up to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was bizarre. Um, but while Fazio and Kolodov were disappointing, 
I mean, come on, everybody come clean. Everybody who shit on Davidis <laughs> Anton before he even stepped foot yes. on the pitch, you have to come forward, raise your hand, and ask for forgiveness. Because yes. I got to say, man, um, just fucking sensational. I, yeah. I, he hasn't put a foot wrong. He actually offers something in attack. His passing from the right flank, I've been so shocked by. And, may, you know, maybe it truly is. He just needed a new start somewhere else. I, 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 I mean, he I, looks I, like a completely yeah. different player. I told you. I told you. I mean, let's, you know, we should pump the brakes. He's now not a world-class player. But that that's, you know, that by bringing in a player like Santon, you're 100% relying on him wanting to redeem himself. I think he's just doing that. He's been perfect. And the fact that he's playing over Karsdorp, who is a natural right back, meanwhile, Santon right. is left back, right back, it depends, just shows you that he definitely put some work into uh, his own training. And it, it just seems like he pl plays with a clear head, yes. has, doesn't have any second thoughts. Uh, I think maybe he lost one one tackle today or something. But aside from that, he was just perfect. And it's not he's not shy from going forward. He he tracked back all the time, which was great because with Kolarov, you never know. With Santon today, just I mean, I was expecting you know Luis Alberto and Lulic to really get on his nerves and you know press him and put him in some difficult. Uh, space but today he was just great phenomenal yeah he was sensational and he he was taken off but I thought that Aussie was really really strong again today I I thought he I mean he played so much better than he did against Frozenone I, I mean he was really really good yeah just very mature very mature performance that you would expect from veterans uh, in matches like these and a performance like De Rossi highlights even more uh the 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 just the, sh the 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 terrible performances by Jeco and Fazio because they're the supposed leaders of this team so you know in in games like this one like the derby you expect them to do more yeah so obviously there's a lot of good but we could talk about the bad now um Jekyll, I, the the thing that annoyed me most it wasn't even what he did his attitude looked so poor yes um <sighs> Now, now, uh, one instance that really stood out to me was uh, El Shadawi. They're on the break. El Shadawi has him wide open in the left. I don't know what he was thinking, but he takes the shot on his own, and it's nowhere near the goal. And uh, the the look of disdain that Jekyll gives him, I mean, he looked like he could have killed him. And um, even worse, the, the ball was still in play. Yes. The, the, that's, that's, that was, to me, the most baffling thing because El Sharawi got a shot off, the ball was deflected against one of the opponents, and it was still in play, and Lazio then counterattacked. And, and Jeko just stood there, just stood there saying something to El Sharawi. You do not do that. It just shows that, you know, he's in a slump right now. He's frustrated. He can't get... Uh, a goal, but the worst thing is that he's not even threatening. Uh, I mean, today, aside from, I think he got one shot off that was accurate, but aside from that, he wasn't a threatening presence at all, um, which which is even worse because you expect a, a, a striker like him to play for the team. Instead, today, he was just this separate body that was getting pissed off because his teammates 
you know, were not playing for him, um, which in a derby is terrible. Yeah, I, I was really annoyed. His body language was just so poor, um, pouting. Things aren't going his way. You know, he's not picking up his team. He just he he looks like at times he's in it for himself, and and that's pretty disappointing to see from your your top earner, your number nine, your supposed leader. He's got to do better. The goals are going to come for him. It's just he's got to stop this nonsense when it's not going his way that he just pouts. Um, but anyway, we, we can move on from him. Um, really happy for Olsen, too. Um, I thought he was good again today as well. Yeah, I think he he was much calmer today. You could see, you know, he wasn't panicking. The, the, the You could see the defenders trusting him. I, it, it, he wasn't, you know, because in the first games, I, I saw him sometimes, uh, you know, uh, go for some balls that would, you know, go too high or, or outside and he would still jump or do something which meant he wasn't quite sure wasn't quite aware of his position today his positioning was excellent no faults on that goal um uh, much, much better than strakosha who i th- i mean that that uh, i don't know what no. the hell he was yeah. doing on that free kick against kolarov that was i i mean that was one of the worst walls i've ever seen <laughs> yes. and to yes. get peed like that um at the at the post was embarrassing um but i i do have to say you know i i've been criticizing him a lot lately um i think you have to maybe not as much as i have but de francesco got it all right today everything he got right and i i gotta say i was a little annoyed that he took off that also for cristante but that was the right move yeah that was the right move i i at first i i I didn't like Florenzi at first. I think I thought you know he wasn't he, he wasn't getting anything right going forward. Going backwards, he uh, often left Santon one on one or or um, just you know in some uh, tough situation. But as the game went along, I, I thought that move playing Florenzi instead of Under paid off. Uh, just the team looked much more compact more balanced you know it, we, we never I, we rarely got counterattacked effectively like yes. I, I think Lazio had maybe one counterattack that led to a shot on goal um, aside from that the team looked very solid yeah and I don't know if people bring this up but I've noticed that the last three or four uh, derby matches against Lazio uh, they, I don't know what it is, but their offside trap against Immobile works every single time. I mean, the guy had four or five today. In the last two or three, I remember distinctly he's oh, had yeah. five. I mean, I don't know what the hell he is doing, but they contain him so well. Yeah, that's true. I remember the one after uh, the, the derby after the Barcelona comeback. Uh, I think he got like seven times. He was yes. caught. It was just some record-breaking situation uh, yeah i mean it, it's i think it's because he's just out there alone and you know you have two big guys like manolas and fazio on him it just I, it works it works yeah that I, i'm just lost for words because i mean aside from a really poor you know, a really poor mistake from Fazio. I mean, Immobile essentially, Immobile essentially did nothing. I mean, he was quiet. Um, 
Same for Milinkovic Savic. Yes. Oh, Play I thought he was terrible. Assistant. Yeah. I, I, I mean, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, we have to talk about Pellegrini because I have been pretty harsh on him. Many have been harsh on him. Yes. Maybe, I, I, I don't know what it was. I mean, do you think it was the role he played today, more of a number 10, um, less defensive duties, not playing as much on the flank? I, I don't know what it was, but he was the best player on the pitch. The, I, and also, I mean, you know, he came on for the be- arguably the best player in the first half. You know, he, Pastore was doing amazing stuff. And the first, first thought that came to my mind it was oh my god you know this is it we're we're be we're be just sitting back no creativity nothing this is it's over we're just gonna hope for uh you know to keep this lead no not to keep this lead but yet just I, I i didn't expect this team to react the way they did um after pastore was subbed out because every chance we had that was good was thanks to pastore and Pellegrini just came on, and unlike so many times that we've seen him come on and he looked completely out of it and had a difficult time to adjust to the opponent, this time he was so, just so hungry to prove himself. You could see, just, just took over the game as soon as he came on. And that goal was great, but I, I liked the fact that he was fighting in the midfield, and and I think he lost maybe one ball. That's it. His delivery on on that uh, on that um, on that cross for Fazio, which led to Fazio's goal, was fantastic. And we rarely see that from Roma. We rarely see great deliveries. He looked like again. He wanted to redeem himself, and it worked today. I mean, this this a derby like this giving Roma the lead and then assisting uh, the 3-2-1 the goal can be, I'm not saying career changing, but surely it can put him in a diff- different spot in Roma's roster. Um, if, you know, if you, if, for example, Pastore is, is out and you think you can exploit that 10 position for Pellegrini, then it's great. Yeah, and I got to say, I, you know, playing as a number 10, I got to say, I was shocked that he didn't bring on Cristante because he's more of a number 10 than Pellegrini. Sure, an attacking player. Maybe not a 10, but surely a more attacking player. And Pellegrini, we haven't seen him so so far ahead of uh, of the defense like today. Today, he was just just so good in creating space and, and moving the ball quickly. And he, he, again, he was supplying these fantastic footballs to El Sharawi and Jeko, which they were not exploiting. It just, it, it looked like Pastore was still out there, just in a different body with a different shirt. Yeah. Loved it. Very happy for him. Yeah, I was very happy for him too. Um yeah, I mean, other than Jekko Fazio, there weren't really many many negatives. I I was just so pleased for Santon Pellegrini because these are guys, they, they face a lot of criticism, um, especially Santon. I mean, the poor guy, before he even stepped foot on the pitch, was yeah. just massacred to no end. And, you know, to an extent, I, 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 I guess I could understand why. I mean, you lose Nangolan, you bring in Santon, who did not, 
shine by any stretch of the imagination at Inter. But I mean, to bury guys before they even step on the field is just to me a little silly. But I mean, do you think this is a start of of maybe a little uh, a stretch of victories that they're going on here? Because they they needed to win today. They needed to do so, and they did so by a resounding margin. Yeah, I, we we said that before. Uh, this was either go all the way or nothing, or just right fall apart because that was it i mean uh, after after beating a team like prosinone and then going to the derby and losing it uh that would have been just taking two steps backwards because right. it would have meant that you know we're not up to it uh this team is still in shambles and today it it looked like roma finally had an idea of what they want to do, what sort of team they want to be. Obviously, it wasn't perfect. I think, you know, we, we could have improved m- m- still some aspects of uh, today's game. But it, it's, it showed you a certain shape. You had, you know, the fact that Pellegrini came on and took over that role means something going forward. The fact that Santon looked very reliable also means something. Uh, the fact that and Zonzi and De Rossi worked quite well uh, together. It means something. The fact that Olsen finally looked comfortable and confident means something. It's just, I yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think uh, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to you know jinx anything. But I think going forward, this this derby win uh, can just be that that meaningful. Yeah. So now. Obviously, Derby, then we have Empoli, the Champions League. Um, I mean, given given how poor that the start they had to the to the league, obviously we got to make sure that they're not dropping points um, to these smaller city sides. What do you think now? Um, Empoli, Champions League. Um, if you're Di Francesco, how do you handle this, especially in terms of team rotation? Because, again, I, I – before the match, we said yesterday, I was a bit worried that maybe the, the turnover he was getting wrong, but clearly we we were the ones who were wrong. So how would you handle these upcoming matches? Well, definitely give De Rossi a rest. He's yes. been good, but, you know, he can't handle four straight starts. Uh, keep Nzonzi in at all costs. Nzonzi must play all the time. He must become this pillar in front of him in the midfield he must you know he must build a relationship with the defenders and and uh, he must be a focal point of this team take Jekov I don't care if against the smaller teams there is no point in playing him um, because I just I just want to see Sheik get a goal in um, Definitely Santon. I like I, I like the idea that Santon is building himself a reputation for this team. I'm sure we're gonna see Florenzi on right back position in the next couple of matches. Um, but the fact that you can rely on Santon is very important. I would like to see him on the left a little bit to give Colorov a break, um, especially if we're not going to see Luca Pellegrini. True. I mean, True. Based upon what Di Francesco has shown, it doesn't look like he's ready to hand Pellegrini a, you know, even a, a, a second choice role. I, I have to wonder though, with, with Santon playing so well, what do you think this means for Karsdorp? Because I mean, I got, was thinking about it as well. I yeah. mean, 
he has a long way to go now because obviously Florenzi, clearly Santa now in front of him. I mean, sure. he'll probably be in the stands again for the Champions League against Pilsen. Yeah, this is what I'm. Uh, this is the because again, Santon came in and not only the fans, but he thought as well that you know he's gonna be the backup of the backup. Right. And right now, it doesn't look like that because he seems like the the player that is doing what Di Francesco's asking. Meanwhile, Karsdorp, you know, after the Kevo game, he hasn't played. Uh, and in that Kevo game, he made crucial mistakes. And it wasn't even an individual singular mistake. It was just the attitude of, of, yeah. of not of not doing what the coach wanted to do. So, and that's very important, especially with a guy like Di Francesco, who if you're not doing what he wants, he'll bench you and he'll not, he won't, you know, let you play for a stretch of games. So, but at the same time, I'm wondering if he likes Santon so much, why didn't he play him left back against Bologna? You know, it's right. Right. It's it's weird that he, he let Marcano play against Bologna as this supposed left back. And then he said, Okay, I'm gonna field the players that are men, the giocatori che sono più uomini. So right. Right. those that showed, you know, some values, and then he fields Santon, and suddenly Santon plays the Derby and is one of the main protagonists. Um I don't know. I mean, maybe he's more comfortable with him on that right back role. Yeah, and we have, um, in three days, we have uh, Roma Pilsen, and then we have Ampoli, then they play Spal. Um, I mean, they have to win those matches in the league. They have to be Pilsen. Then they play Siska uh, Moscow. They have to win that. And then they have Napoli. So for about a month here, they have a good you know, portion of matches that they should win. I mean... Moscow, they should win. Pilsen, they should win. Empoli, they should win. Spa, they should win. But given the moment now, do you think, because I th- I think he did, at least for the time being, do you think Di Francesco perhaps saved his job for the moment? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like we said, this derby was crucial also under that aspect. Uh, I, th- I, I still think if we would have lost today, Di Francesco may have been on his way out. Uh, but... Right now, it's time for him to show what he's capable of and stop, you know, playing around with these formations, actually make some sensible decisions like today. I'm curious to see who's going to take uh, De Rossi's spot in a turnover if Pastore is out, which means, you know, are we going to see Pellegrini take over that 10 role and somebody like Zagnolo or Cristante take Pellegrini's, uh, De Rossi's spot? It's it's up to him now to to you know to take this team by the hand and lead them to uh, definitely a stretch of wins. I expect. Yeah, they. Ha- I mean, they have to. Um, I mean, they only have four matches. Obviously, we have an international break after next weekend, so that will give them time to recover. Um, obviously, we don't know how long Pastore is out. Although it doesn't seem like it's anything um, anything serious. So. Given that we have the Champions League, we have two weaker City sides, although Spal have played well. Um, are you expecting then that, I mean, I, I asked this earlier, but surely you, you get the feeling that this is the start of a bit of a run because 
I, I don't know what it was in those earlier matches against Milan, Atalanta. I mean, they, it's almost like they got everything wrong. I mean, you and I talked about it. We couldn't even tell who the best player was on the team. Yeah, definitely. It was it was terrible, uh, it, mainly because it, they looked deflated. They right. looked like they were still on vacation, like they didn't care. And one of those symptoms today showed when Fazio – uh, made that terrible mistake. That was a mistake that you expected to see in those games that we unfortunately had to go through uh, before. So, you know, let's hope these sim- symptoms go away, that um, this is the start of something because a derby really just can get you really pumped up, especially when you are on this tight schedule, you have a lot of games in a short span of time. I, I expect them to go on a run because this is what usually Roma do after a performance like this. Uh, you know, it, it has to, they have to just go and, and do their job every, because against these smaller sides, Chievo, Torino, Atalanta, even against Milan, they just didn't look interested, didn't look interested at all. No. And today, finally, we had it. Today and in Frosinone, it was, we come, we come on the field, take care of business, go home, and come back and do the same thing again in the next game. Yeah, it was a very professional approach today. Um, really, the only one who was not professional was Jekyll. I mean, that was uh, terrible, that attitude. Um, all right, so so any final thoughts? I mean, maybe we're not displaying it enough, but I mean... I'm just so pleased because yes. I got to yes. tell you, uh, before the match, I just had these thoughts if they lost. And we all know what it gets like. Roma is different. Like when things go bad, it, it goes to go another bad. level of bad. Yeah. And it's always yeah. it, it, it's it's always a drama. It, it's always just something different when things go bad here. And I just didn't want to go through that so early in the season. And I have the feeling that this victory sort of alleviated that from happening. And I'm just, I'm just so happy. I'm happy for the win. What did you, what did you, what did you feel or think when uh, Immobile equalized? I thought, well, fuck, they're going to draw. Because that, that, that moment sort of uh, 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 summarizes what Roma have been early in the season, a stupid mistake after being clearly better, and it looked like they were going to gift a result away. But I don't know what it was. Lazio, just at the back, they were giving Roma so much room on the flanks. I couldn't believe it. Well, because I think I was surprised to see them play. They were playing with one center back. Yes, they were, yes. It was very odd to see because you could see Acerbi was struggling and they weren't really oh, doing he anything. To, he was terrible. Yeah, but because he was the only one who was there actually defending. Uh, Luis Felipe, aside from that great tackle on, on a uh, slight tackle on, on Florenzi, uh, I mean, they were playing two fullbacks at center back position, which was very odd. And obviously they got punished for it. And in the second half after that equalizer, they looked so unmotivated to actually finish the job which is something that i expected from roma and thankfully it didn't happen yeah yeah i i was very pleased um i think that's all i've got um why don't we wrap it up 
there. And we will talk to everyone ahead of the Champions League match against Pilsen um, in a couple of days here. So I uh, hope everyone is excited as we are about this victory. Enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your weekend. And thank you all for listening. We will see you next time. Ciao.